And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. Hi, Hustlers. Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgan's founder of Marknology, here to cover all things e-commerce, Amazon, startup, entrepreneurial, here on Startup Hustle. Before we get started, shout out to our sponsor, Fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Um, our sponsors are what make us get out there every day and be able to do this and, and get our uh, our podcast out to listeners and, and have amazing guests like we have on today. Um, super excited about this one because we're in the same space and I like nothing more than being able to, um, you know, just just talk and learn from, from other people that have been doing it a long time. Um, our title for today is Why Digital Marketing is a Smart Investment. And our guest for today is Darren Fox, president and founder of Idea Marketing Group based out of Chicago. Darren, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, me and Darren were just chatting a little bit before the show, getting to know each other. And he was waiting on me, getting my podcast mic and, and set up going from being on the road. But um, just chatting about how nice it is to be able to talk to um, you know, other people that are doing what you're doing. And instead of seeing them like competitors, really being able to learn and lean into like some of those things they have to share. So I hope we get into to share some of those things with our listeners today, because um, this show is by founders for founders. So we have a lot of, um, you know, people just like in our space, Darren, like maybe not exactly what we're doing, but, um, you know, a lot of things we share, I think can really go a long way for our listeners. So please, um, I'm excited to get into your story and like typical of, my shows on Tuesday. I love starting just to getting to just know you a little bit better. Um, sure. You're a founder. Is this is idea marketing group, your first project. It's my first one on my own. Um, so there was okay. a, some other projects that I've kind of jumped into with other people just kind of helped out in different spots. Um, like early yeah, stage, this is my full fledged venture. Yeah. Yeah. Early stage. So, a few like tech ones, um, you know, Jessica, shout out for her. That's actually how I got to meet her way back in the day. <laughs> and then, um, and then some, um, cell phone type companies too, where I kind of jumped okay. in and helped out a little bit with that too. So yeah, well, so now let's, idea let's... marketing group is like my main thing and my only thing. Well, let's back up. Let's back up. I jumped the gun a little yeah. bit. I'd like to start, <laughs> um, you know, how did you like you're in Chicago? Did you start out in Chicago? Where did you first like be like, I want to be in the startup world or like the entrepreneurial world or like, was that something you grew up knowing or is it something you kind of just fell into? Uh, well, yeah. So like the very early days when I was little, um, my brother's older than me, about seven years older, I would always go and hang out when he was doing sporting events. So like if he was at a basketball game, I went and hung out in the bleachers. Um, it was just kind of waiting. And I would actually draw pictures and then I would go through the audience and I was actually selling those pictures to people for like 25 cents, 50 cents, just collecting money to go buy candy later. <laughs> so th 
that was like my really early stages. Um, but yeah, originally I went to high school. Um, I thought I wanted to be an architect. That was kind of the direction I was going in. So all the classes I was taking was related to that. Um, but then as a hobby, I was really big into an online game called Age of Empires. And Okay, me too. Just, For the record, um, <laughs> yeah. I grew up from when I was little, little playing. So we got to go down that rabbit hole a little bit, but keep going. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's that's probably down there. It's dial-up modems and everything. Yeah, so playing with people from all over the world. And I was on a team, and we were a pretty good team. And it's like, hey, you know, we should really get a website for our team just to put our name out there. And I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can figure this out. Um, so I just started to, like, you know, Google search or sorry, not Google, because they weren't even around back then, <laughs> um, you know, just searching for like HTML examples. I was like kind of just picking it up and learning it as I went. Um, and that's really where I developed a passion for it, because I was like, you know what, this is really cool. It's allowing me to be creative, but I still have like that problem solving approach with like the architecture mm -hmm. side and everything. Um, and it was like very early days of internet and websites and everything so let's give let's give the listeners like an idea really of that timeline it. yeah what was that so timeline? it was a uh, 2000 is when i first dove in so that was my junior year in high school <laughs> so, well, so so we're clo we're pretty close so i'm 35 i graduated like i think a year earlier than my age so like at 17 okay. um i was in congo Africa in the year 2000, like moved back to Can uh, Kansas City, December 2001, uh, December 25th, yeah. like Christmas Day is when we came back. Um, and I can remember like, I guess like for me, I like to just really think about that time and like what was going on and like internet and, um, you know, growing up as a kid overseas, Age of Empires was a game like it's so common now, right? I, we don't have a lot of kids that listen to this show. So people more our age and above, I think. Um, yeah. But it was like not common to be talking to people on the other side of the world, like I was, you know, even in a chat room. Um, and I grew up mm -hmm. overseas and like Age of Empires was one of those things. Um, I was actually playing Age of Empires like we couldn't get fast enough speeds to compete like that. But we would like <laughs> create local lands, you know, and I was like yeah. setting up a network. I was like... 14 or 15, like with these mercenary soldiers in Africa. It was crazy. I've like been thinking about it in my thirties about some of those times. And they were like, there's these three uh, Brits that were pilots for the, for the president at the time. And they loved age of empires. And yeah. um, they were like, there's this 14 year old kid or whatever that like can network computers and like has age of empires. <laughs> like, um, and they, my dad would drop me off over there and we'd play and, um, I named my company Marknology um, as a mixture between marketing and technology. Like I, I was um, a band guy that also went to school for computer science and it, you know, we did programming languages yeah. and it was really broad when we went to school for that. So very, I've explained it a million times as just like yeah. when I found e-commerce, it was this perfect blend of being uh, like being able to leverage the technical skills that I was just good at from a kid, like with computers and whatever, and, and my school mm -hmm. and then my creative side. And I, I hated it like out of school. Um, cause it was just so monotonous and just like, you know, waiting on yeah. something to break and then going to fix it. And when I found e-commerce, um, it was just like, wow, I get to be creative and use these skills. <laughs> okay. So that's just my, I yeah, don't get to talk exactly. to that many people that mention age of empires. Like I have a huge, like a huge <laughs> yeah, love you gotta for, jump on that. 
and how else do you learn scale? Like how better to learn scaling and strategy than Age of Empires, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it's all about scaling your your villagers and um, okay, <laughs> for another day, we're not sponsored by AOE. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you kind of so like strategy, built yeah. a website all for that. Strategy. Yeah, you built a website for started, your. Yeah, I built it for them, and then I started to dabble with it more. Um, I started to talk to just family members. I had an aunt that has a photography business, so I built a website for her. And I just started to do the side hustle because you know I was the typical high school kid. I was working at a retail store, pushing shopping carts and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I was just kind of doing this on the side while I was you know at school. And I actually built a decent business. I, I probably had like 20 clients or so in high school. Okay. And then I, I realized I had no idea what I was doing from the business side. <laughs> so, so I took a step back and I was like, you know what? I've got to go put myself in the industry and go work at some places and really like get a better understanding of how the business side works. Um, so that's what I did. I went off and I worked at a sign company um, for a few years. Yeah, I kind of ran the, you know, creative department with like producing signs, designing them, doing billboards, like all that kind of stuff. And then from there, I had just gone into college and I was going to, you know, school for graphic design. That was kind of my passion okay. because web wasn't, still wasn't really a thing yet. And then all of a sudden it just started to get introduced. Um, so I ended up applying for a job where I saw it was a web designer opening. I went in, I actually had a portfolio and he was blown away that I had a portfolio yeah. and got hired right on the spot. Um, and then eventually went to college and finished my degree on web design too. So I actually ended up picking up two associates, one in graphic design and one in web design because I didn't know which direction I wanted to go. And yeah. it worked out for both. Um, so yeah, it's a blend of everything that I was doing. So I love that. The, especially the architect piece. Cause like, you know, now it's, it's so common to call, like, I think my buddy is like a, a systems architect or, you know, I don't know what his official yeah. title is. I think architect is in it. Um, but like this industry, when we went to school, even in, I think I graduated college, uh, 2011, 10 or 11. And, um, mm-hmm. there was like two degrees to choose from, you know, at least for me, like at that time, I think it was like networking and security or like, programming or you know just pretty generic and now they're you know they completely see our industry from you know um a million different segments like like being an architect and thinking about building digitally and um i i never understood like i always thought i guess i had creativity in a box you know but things like even like instagram that everything has changed it where everyone is kind of creative and you think differently now um and being able to be creative within tech and within web and within um you know, just digital marketing was, was like, wow, this is like made for me. And I, I was just, you know, I've been obsessed yeah. for probably the last 11 years, but also I, I, I was going to ask you when you said you started, like you had about 20 clients, um, at least for me yeah. with no one doing Amazon services, when I got into it, like as a service for other people and no one knows about it, like, what were you charging? Like in high school to build a website for someone? <laughs> I don't even want to say that because pe- I'm going to have clients today that will hear this and come back to me. For that. Um, no, it's no, okay. Was, <laughs> yeah, I think I was building websites for anywhere from two to three hundred dollars, and that was it. Um, I was going to guess like 150, 200 bucks probably. Like there <laughs> yeah. was just no one had any yeah. idea, you know, what the work involved was or what to pay someone for that or 
Um, but still, as a high school kid, that's that's balling, right? But um, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> now people are are paying, you know, a thousand x that in some ways. Um, okay, so you you wrap you like rolled up a couple degrees, kind of just to figure out like, hey, yep. I like what I was doing. I was making some money doing it. I want to know how to do it better. You're working at the sign company, finishing up degrees. What happened after that? Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, I was picked up. The next job was, you know, working as a web designer and I moved into a project management position and I worked there for about five years. And it was just always in me that I really wanted to go off and do this on my own. Um, so like I even drew my logo. So like the idea logo that you see today is like what I sketched out on paper and I did it actually two years I had that drawing done before I finally had the courage to say, all right, now's the time I'm going to go off on my own. <laughs> and it wasn't like the smartest time either. It was like 2009, the economy, you know, was in the craps. <laughs> um, so, but I was like, you know what, I just got to do this and I got to take the risk. Um, so the other challenge I had too, is I wasn't really allowed to do web design when I was working there. Cause it was like a, you know, non-compete situation. So I was like, you know what, maybe what I'll do, I'll, I'll do one more job and then I can start to do this on the side. Um, so I applied at a company within their marketing department. Um, so it was like a restaurant group out in Chicago and I went in for the interview and, you know, he asked the typical question, where do you see yourself in five years? And I'm just an honest person. I just tell it like it is. So I was like, you know, honestly, I want to build up a portfolio and start to really do, you know, web development as my main thing. So that's when he threw me the curveball too. And he's like, you know what, what if we gave you the opportunity to build all of our websites and we become your first client? And I was like, holy crap. And he's like, and we'll let you have some office space within our building. So I was I like, like him already. You know, I had no idea you know, what to do, but I'm like, I knew I had to jump at that opportunity because nothing yeah. else would ever come up like that. Um, that was incredible. So That's, yeah, that was I, an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And he's super cool. And they're still a client today. I'm still extremely thankful to have that relationship too. Um, so yeah, it's an awesome one. Okay. And then just work that. You, so, so you just like, you worked that like, was there's multiple brands, like a restaurant, like multiple restaurants, I guess, like yeah, under so that. They're, yeah. They're a restaurant group. So they had eight different brands within it. So it was essentially eight websites. Um, but I didn't really have a plan after that. It was like, okay, I was going to build these, but then what was I going to do? I didn't, I didn't really think that far ahead. <laughs> so so yeah, I had to start thinking about the sales and the marketing and get my name out there. Um, but luckily, when all that stuff came together and I started putting word out there and sharing it, you know, I really started to grow within the food industry because it's yeah. like as soon as you got somebody with a big name like that, then I started to do other restaurant groups and others were coming out and, you know, it really started to grow. And I was like, you know what? I thought I was going to do this all on my own, but I can't do this all. Like, this is just too mm -hmm. much to try to take on. So it was about year three or so is when I really started to add staff and, you know, bring people on, 
you know, part-time to start, just figure out how I could pay mm -hmm. them. You know, there's so many times that I never paid myself just so I could make sure that they had a paycheck and were taken care of. Um, so yeah, I, I had to be very scrappy. Um, so even when I went out to Chicago, so I'm like an hour outside of Chicago. Um, I did not know the city at all. Like I'm a country boy. I grew up in the corn. I don't know the city. <laughs> like, Are you from I Nebraska? Are you from there. Kansas? <laughs> no. So like when you're outside in the suburbs or like the far Southwest suburbs, it just starts to switch to corn. Um, Got it. Okay. So yeah. It's not like, it's not like that big city mentality. Um, so yeah, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any connections um, and I didn't have any money. So everything is in Chicago is expensive. So you have to mm -hmm. find parking. Um, luckily I had a parking spot with the office space that we had. So what I ended up doing is I would just drive there park and I would walk to all my meetings. So some of my meetings were like three, four miles away and it took me like an hour and a half to get there. Um, but that's what I had to make work. And then it was just hustling. I love that, Darren. Like I, I relate so much to that from, you know, I was reflecting, um, I, I was kind of just like coining this thing in my head uh, on the speaker cruise I was just on for some reason it got stuck in my head of like, yeah, um, reflecting, um, reflecting on the moment in real time, like, and just like, it's like, you know, how sometimes like it's five, you're like looking at it back now. And you're like, wow, that was like a crazy time. And just like, being in the middle of it right now, and just being like, thankful and grateful, like, you know, for the opportunities. I was like, I'm on a cruise talking to people about business and flip flops getting paid <laughs> to be there. You know what I mean? It was just like, it was a moment that was yeah. just like, how is this my job? And um, I was with my it. sister. Yeah, I did. I, I've, I've put in tons and tons of work, but also just like e this e-commerce space wouldn't have even existed 20 years ago, you know, like when my dad was traveling <laughs> the globe. And so just being able to like work from anywhere, um, we are also like, I'm a bootstrapped founder, um, you know, started with one of my sisters joining me and, and working way harder than she was getting paid for to help me get to the next <laughs> level, you know? And then, uh, 2018, yeah. uh, third employee, like my goal was to get them part-time from part, from part-time to full-time. And, um, this year, this year we started the year with 30 employees, uh, and that's, you know, 2018 to 2022, not very long, you know, that's and huge. it's just, um, yeah, it was, it was months without taking checks for me. It was, um, I, I like discovered Airbnb because I was like hustling out my apartment, you know, in order to like make payroll and, um, you know, sleeping on a friend's couch, you know, and so just like very relatable. Um, I think one thing is yeah. being able to do the work yourself, like versus you having an idea for a web company and then having to hire developers, you know, you can just really grind it out and make it happen when it's you you know, versus like relying mm -hmm. on that, that other thing. And then just being willing to get in the dirt, like to be successful. I think that's something about, you can talk, you can joke about the cornfields, but like my family's originally from Oklahoma, dairy farmers, like just yeah. <laughs> blue collar workhorse type people, you know, and in some ways that hurts me because I could work smarter, not harder, but I'd rather have those issues than having a hard time working. Right. You know, so like that, that right. just like, um, growing up in a smaller community, your perception of like, um, well, community and honesty and all those other things, but also just like hard work and what it takes to like get something done as I think 
a different frame of reference than than people that don't grow up around that kind of work ethic. So I, I commend you, but I'm just like really relating to even just that origin story <laughs> of like, you know, walking, um, you know, walking a couple of miles to get that thing and and making it work, you know, sleeping on Dude, my sister's it, couch. Um, it's, yeah, it's scary. I had so many nights um, just sick to my stomach. Like, I mean, this is great relationship or were you? No, just I'm like sorry, stress of like, like, oh my God, what am I, how are we going to get to this next point? Um, how are we going to make this work? Especially like, it's one thing when it's just you, but yep. when you start to bring on other staff, you're responsible for them. And it's that much harder. And yeah, yeah, that, that's the tough part. Cause yeah, I maxed out all of our credit cards. My wife luckily had a job and we were talking about getting ready to start a family. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I got to do it now. Cause there's no way that like, once a kid comes, I'm going to be able to do take Risk these that. risks. Yep. Yeah. I 100% said the same thing. Like if I had had a kid or a family, I, I don't think I would have done what I did because I just, you know, I didn't have, there was times at the beginning I was working hundred plus hour weeks between my yeah. day job and, and the side hustle that was turning into Marknology. Um, I wouldn't have done that. I would have, you know, checked out the play with my kids or, whatever the case might have been. So just like, you know, in hindsight, looking back and being like, I know what it cost or what it took, you know, and um, mm-hmm. the stress level, people, people see your lifestyle changing, right? Like, let's say driving a nicer car or um, not even that crazy. They can just tell you're doing well, right? And but the difference yeah. is like, at times, the stress is actually more, because you have 30 people now that you're responsible for, you know, and mm-hmm. um it's way different because um, you all have to level up mentally and emotionally and all these things too, as a person, as you're like, you just had a passion for web and now you're like in charge of people in charge of people's <laughs> businesses. And like, you know, in charge of like messing up all these different areas from communication to finance, to culture, to HR, to like legal, to tax, yeah. to like so many areas to mess up, even if you're good at one area, you know, and it just becomes, um, I think it's something that's just worth talking about that level of stress. And like, I used to not be able to speak in front of people without uh, like stuttering or like getting tongue tied mm-hmm. or, and I still, I still uh, think faster than I speak, but you know, it used to be really <laughs> a problem for me. Um, and these are the things that like, you know, you, people think you're confident or ego or whatever. Um, but you're, you're sick to your stomach before you get out of the car. Or like, you know, um, yeah. it's just, it's stress. Yeah. It's stress um, at a level that, I had never experienced before. And that was, that was a big part of um, really getting going. What I think was like, at first it was like, cool, getting some stuff easy. And then you start facing people in person and having people depend on you. And, oh, it's a, it's a, you're for your friends and your family that are around you and not, not understanding maybe because you can't even communicate it. It was a very tough time. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely moments that I regret that I'll never let down. Like when my daughter was born, bringing my laptop, sitting on the side of the bed and still responding to calls and emails because I felt like if I didn't, I was going to suffer and I may not survive like the next couple of weeks. <laughs> like, but yeah. yeah, looking back at that, I'm like, yeah, why the hell did I do that? But it's like, you know, it's that weird growth opportunity that you've got to go through. Yeah. And it's easier saying that in hindsight, you know, and being like, um, but the reasoning for that too, a, a big motivation for me is my family and helping us get more financially mm-hmm. stable in those days, including myself. And, um, 
it wouldn't have been there if like that that's what i felt at that time was like this is bigger than this moment this is like you know the family's yeah. depending on this kind of stuff so um not necessarily regret just just gratitude for where we are now we don't have to miss so many of those moments you know right that's so, true so i idea marketing group like i i want to i want to hit the ball here in regards to really talking <laughs> about what you guys do and you know we've had a chat before um one before this where we've just talked about synergies between our companies but nothing like um in depth and some of the stuff you're working on some of the stuff you're passionate about um let's let's jump into those like uh before we get yeah. before we get there shout out again to our sponsor fullscale.io helping you build software teams quickly and affordably and if you're doing uh marketing we've got darren here on the line um but okay so you you're like you're making it work you're in chicago and that is the reason i'm in kansas city cost yeah. of living is low and way easier to get my startup going in my opinion um, this is home but also like very aware of it not being chicago or new york or miami and the difficulty of like wow getting around in those cities and making it happen um let's let's just fast forward a little bit so like you get the business off the ground you're starting to grow in the restaurant industry yeah. um like referrals and you start with a big name um that's like wow you did that website you must be able to do ours um you start scaling the team hiring some people after three or four years i did the same thing where i was like man i know how to do all these things across the amazon but i actually like being part of a team and there's people way better than me at some of these areas like design for example yeah um over the next few years, like uh, coming to present, help me catch up to present from like those early days in Chicago to like w what we're working in today. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today without making sure that I had the right people with me too. And I, I have a, you know, an amazing team. So a huge shout out to them. And I have a, you know, a lot of people that have been with me for a long time. So um, Haley, is an awesome person. You'll see her name all over, all of her reviews and everything. You know, she was an intern and that's how she started with me. And then we've actually okay. moved her in like five different positions within the company. Um, and then, you know, other people that uh, Len's been on the team for like eight years, he's our backend developer. So that was really how I was able to get to where I am now is just making sure you're hiring really smart, talented people. Cause just as you said, like I can do it but I'm sure there's somebody that can do it better and more consistently too. Um, so I feel like I had a, I want to ask a question there. I think I had a, like a little bit of a leg up in that my sisters were the first ones that believed in what I was doing on Amazon. Um, and so yeah. they're like, like I'm, they, like my first one moved, she had her master's in engineering, gave up that career to kind of join what I was doing when I was getting momentum. And um, so she just watched me, you know, it was probably six months or a year of just like watching me speak to clients and, and do fixes on Amazon spreadsheets and started just taking mm -hmm. over for me. But I was very careful with um, the like releasing the quality of our work. So like, just like needed to do a good job. I just believe in reputation and trust in the marketing space. And and I, you know, a lot of agency owners have gone um, without source talent and outsource yeah. employees. And I, I totally believe in all of that. Um, but for me, like in the early days, I felt like I had this thing that I I was worried about who I was going to work with and the team I was going to build and it needed to be like collaborative and cohesive. Um, how did you pick those first few that you were like, these are people that I like want to be on my team? Was it, was it local? Was it local there in Chicago? People you knew? Was it like recommendations? It how did you find those yeah. first? So no, nobody that I actually knew. Um, so 
with Haley's example, that was actually, I went back to the college that I graduated from and I spoke to the web design class. Um, so I was actually there speaking and then I got to walk around the class and look at everybody's portfolios of the things that they were working and everything. And that's when I came across hers and I was like, you know what, we should talk more. And then like, she actually applied for an internship later. So that's like how that okay. started. Um, and then for the, like the development position, that was like the hardest one. Um, and just like you, I, I prefer everybody local. I never used overseas contractors. Um, everything that we've done has been in-house. Um, and it, I, I'm not against it either. I, I know there's a lot of agencies that go that route. Um, and sometimes shame me for the route that I'm going, but mm -hmm. uh, that's what I was getting at. But, yeah. Yeah. So I actually found him instead of people applying to me, I was proactive and this is going to sound absolutely terrible, but we still joke about it today is I was actually looking at all the resumes within Craigslist. Okay. Um, and I was going and looking at what they are actually producing because a lot of agencies to make this mistake that, you know, they only hire people with a college degree in, I just think that's bullshit. Um, I think it's it's all about the person and the talent that they have. So that's what I was focused on. I'm looking at, you know, what are they actually doing and what are they producing? Um, and at the time he was working at an electronics store selling TVs and was just kind of doing this stuff on the side. Um, so that's actually how I came across him too. So yeah, looking more for people a lot of that were passionate spent about looking it for people. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. I love that. I love the actual feedback. And, um, we, we have a method here too, which is getting interns from UMKC here in Kansas city. Um, it's, it's at least how three or four of our team members have joined the team and doing an internship with us and seeing if they're a culture fit. And because mostly it's about if people want to be there, they do good work. And if they don't, you know, yeah. their, their work suffers. And I think one thing you, you found was, um, that lifestyle move, someone wanted to be doing, you know, he wanted to be doing that on the side. He wanted, it was like similar to you when you were like ready to make the move and wanted to be doing that. Um, no, that's amazing. And stuff I'm still working on now as I'm building my team and continuing to scale. It's like, <laughs> who, who are the people that, um, in my space, at least right now, people are getting poached pretty quickly, you know, so there's not a lot sure. of, of talent in the Amazon space. So the, the big companies are kind of swooping them up and it's like, you know, how do you find people that are, um, you know, team minded and culture minded and what can I give them that like someone else can't give them if it's not money? Is it lifestyle? Is it quality of life? Is it time yeah. with their kids? Like what are those moves? Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Okay. So yeah, you, you start building your initial team, like huge to be able to scale and get out of like some of the weeds of what you're doing um, into the next level. Um, did you guys stay in restaurants or did you guys like start crossing industries in regards <laughs> to what you're working on? Yeah. Yeah. We realized that if we were going to grow, we had to start looking at other industries too. Um, mm -hmm. So we did expand, you know, we were doing a lot of work in the nonprofit space um, as well as like manufacturing. But then the biggest space for us was actually the special event industry. Okay. Um, so companies that would put on trade shows, um, you know, audio video companies, like all those different ones. And then I was invited to be on the board um, with the International Special Events Society in Chicago. 
you know, the short version was ISIS, which later found out was a bad idea and they renamed it and rebranded it and everything. Um, so yeah, I was like one of the youngest board members um, there too. So, you know, we were really building up that portfolio too. Unfortunately, when COVID hit, that industry completely disappeared within like a day. Um, so almost all the business left and we had to basically go in survival mode and try to figure out what we were going to do. Can we talk about that pivot? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And luckily, you know, like I said, we still had some of those other industries that we were working in. Um, it's just like a lot of like the retainer type work that we had was just gone within a few hours. Um, the ongoing work that's so, like yeah. coming up. But so, so let's talk about idea marketing group. Um, I don't think for the listeners, we've said exactly what you guys do or how you help. Sure. We've talked about your career in web design, but um, yeah, outside of the website space, is it like a, you know, a website build and you're done? Is it ongoing? Is it um, what kind of work do you guys do? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I probably should have mentioned this when I was talking earlier, but when I went off on my own, the, the actual name of the business was idea, web design and internet marketing. Um, okay. ridiculous long name. I ended up shortening that way later, but when I went off on my own, I saw the opportunity cause I was working at a place that was only building websites. And I was like, you know what? There's so much more that has to be done after a website's done mm. that why are we not looking at all of this stuff of continuing it? Um, so that was really my goal when I started the agency is to be a custom web design shop that specializes in website marketing. Um, okay. So that way we can build the website, make sure the foundation is solid, and then we can do all the different things on top of it, like the SEO, the content marketing, the paid advertising, um, all the things that like drive traffic, and then you know later adding on like conversions and all that other stuff that comes in with marketing too. Um, so that's really our focus is we're known for building websites. But then we continue the relationship through by doing website support and ongoing marketing. So those are because our you can services. you can like someone can make or design a product, you know, like and they've created something beautiful. They put all their energy into it and be like, oh, shit, I also have to market it and be like, I'm not good <laughs> at selling myself or selling, some, you know, um, they don't have maybe they weren't a bartender. They hadn't gone door to door. They hadn't sold pictures in the stadium as a kid. Like in that selling part can be like, you know, super. Um, mm daunting like for me um i've never liked the cool kid growing up or like you know had a lot of people picking me for teams and that kind of stuff so like i mean you you carry that with you to an extent right and it was just like i like doing stuff on my own so that people don't have to choose me which is the same as selling right i don't want to have to sell right. myself to anyone like my work will speak for itself um so that was that was definitely like a hurdle i had to get over but something super overwhelming and why the marketplace for me was a huge win because um, instead of doing that, like direct selling, I found this like thing to obsess about that. Like if I tinkered correctly, mm -hmm. if I got the data, right, if I got the messaging or the creative, then it was like, it would sell, you know? Um, and I, I loved that about what I did, um, on the B2B side, still have to sell, but it was like, if I crank out enough great work and get a good portfolio, because Marknology is built the same exact way. There's a lot of agencies that do just advertising or just creative or, but I was realizing, um, one, 
I can help people like with bad stores, let's say, instead of a site, like get correct. That's one thing that we do. But in general, if we can set mm -hmm. it up and make sure the foundation's amazing, and then we have phase two that's, you know, initiate these marketing moves or these strategic moves or these growth content moves over time. And then number three, what's the next phase of like, okay, we've got that dialed in. Right. How, do, how do we do even more? Um, and it was out of a desire to just actually get good results keep customers through making them win is like was my business model is like I don't want to have to sell I want to get clients that make so much money with us that they don't go anywhere else that was kind of my thinking yeah. but also why I <laughs> why I built a full service um you know agency so do you guys help with you know social media content creation like you know all those kinds of things or is it more traditional like blog yeah. and yeah, we do like content creation, like the blogging, landing pages, those kind of things. But we don't manage organic social, um, but we okay. will help with like the paid advertising. We, all, you know, our belief is that organic social really needs to come from within the company. It's so hard to do it on the outside unless it's an agency and that's all they do. Then they're set up to be really good at it. Yeah, like, it's we're very really good like at anything website related. <laughs> I'm with you. And I, I actually dabbled in that and I do it for our own brands, but I've pulled back in doing in offering it for other brands because to do it at a very high level, um, we need to charge quite a bit. And, you know, I feel yeah. like the industry or brands just aren't ready to, to fork that bill up to do it the right way yet. Um, and the ones really doing content creation at a high level um, are the, the owner operators. Like they've built their business on great content and like, that's why they're able to do it at that high level. But if they're outsourcing it, um, you know, you're just talking big ticket and it's not small business, um, you know, that mm -hmm. are, that are forking out six, seven, $8,000 a month to have like amazing content across the board, you know? So, yeah. um, very relatable to that. Okay. So you guys are like offering the gambit. Um, we we talked about 2020 and kind of getting hit. Um, and, you know, share as much as you'd like. But I think mm -hmm. part of what's awesome about, been about the pandemic is some amazing ideas and pivots and like, you know, things that really entrepreneurs had to put their entrepreneur hats back on maybe when they hadn't for a while. Um, yeah. How did you guys how did you guys adjust in that time? You know, still really what we did. Yeah, it, it's still an ongoing process. But what we did is really just focus in on our process of like here's how we go through a project. Here's all the different steps. So, you know, since we didn't have a lot of things happening for work to put out, we were like, you know what, let's work on ourselves. What can we do to get us in a position? So that way, when things start to come back, we're going to be even stronger coming out of this than we went going into it. Um, so that's really what we did. Um, so luckily, you know, I learned early on that it's smart to build a, like a nest egg that, I pay myself conservative. I don't pull it out. You know, I put money aside so that way I can always pump money back into the agency. Um, I think every business needs to do that and they should. You should always have at least three months of salary that you can pay out if you don't get any sales whatsoever. Obviously, COVID was way longer than three months, so we had to get a little more creative. Um, but yeah, that's really what we did. And obviously, we still got some work here and there of good projects and everything. Um, but yeah, we really started to focus in and like pick a, a niche. Like that was our bigger problem is we're more of a generalist agency. Um, so what we did coming out of COVID is we're like, you know what, we really need to lock in on a particular industry. And in this case, we, we ended up going two routes. So, you know, 
or manufacturing and CPG. Because those are the two that the team gets really excited about working on, what we have a lot in our portfolio. Because um, I didn't want to go all in on one. I know that, that was the advice I kept getting from a lot of business coaches and others. And I was like, you know what, guys? I was pretty much pretty big in special events industry. <laughs> and that almost killed us. I don't really want to lock in with just one mm-hmm. you know, niche again. Um, so I want to diversify just a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's really where we're at right now. And we're working with some really cool brands um, like Carmex Lip Balm is a customer of ours, um, Eagle Brand Foods, Bridgeford Foods. So we're still kind of in the food and beverage space, but really more in like the retail manufacturers. I love it. And Marknology is literally aligned um, almost in the same way. I just started going up the food chain to manufacturers because you know, there's someone that can, it wasn't that I had a pandemic in mind, but it was honestly thinking about that, like customer lifetime value, but within my own business and like what kind of customers make long, you know, thought out decisions. Um, if they go into mm-hmm. a project, it's not like they're going to change their mind in a month. Like, well, manufacturers, manufacturers aren't built to exit. Manufacturers are built to stand the test of time, right? For the most part. And yeah. so um, that was me. And it was like, let's get rid of the distributors in the middle. Let's get rid of any middlemen. And if Amazon is a channel that most people bitch about having high fees, um, it was, well, they're just not understanding that it's like 18 things coming into one fee, right. Versus like on a website, you build yeah. all of that out and to, you know, but it was, um, manufacturers will have the highest chance of, um, you know, being able to be extremely successful on this platform, I just have to do the job of convincing them to go direct and, and, you know, change their business models in a way. Um, and then, and then also, um, you know, food in the pandemic. So, so, so a lot of the food brands we were working with, um, on Amazon, like exploded right during the pandemic. Um, just anything mm-hmm. like that was in the right industry was exploding. Right. So we had them just positioned and, and timing was right. And fortunate for us, um, we, you know, in, we're all in goods. Um, so everything on Amazon, you know, that we're selling products, um, there was very few that were in industries that took hits. So, you know, outdoor and garden. And it wasn't that we were signing a lot of new business and we definitely lost some clients even in 2020. Um, but for the most yeah. part, no, it, we just weren't growing. So, you know, there's a certain amount of like onboarding new clients. That's just a huge part of revenue growth. Um, but it was, you know, the food brands, um, manufacturing, because one thing I really liked about it is a lot of the food brands we work with at least are brands that were built to solve a problem. Um, you know, whether it was like a health product or something for kids or for family or like, so they had this like good story attached to them, you know, which is what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And manufacturers that were also like, a lot of our manufacturers are US manufacturers. So it was honestly like brands or, or business that had that story element built in, which is a big part of selling and gave us like a lot of like, if you're having to create content and a pipeline to sell, having ones that have a good story, you know, make it so much easier to work with. Um, and I can see why yeah. your team like working with those types of brands, you know, um, because, uh, you know, that's something we've aligned with too, is the brands we're working with, like the team, like we need to enjoy them. Uh, even the people on the other side is like, because if they enjoy what they're doing, like they do so much better work. Um, yeah, no, yeah, so that's definitely that's, that's, mutual. That's, that's absolutely amazing. And my mom would be like, Oh my God, Carmex. She's like probably their biggest customer. I think, uh, my mom (laughs) has been a Carmex customer as long as I can remember. Um, 
Okay, like we're we're getting we're getting close to the hour. I'd love to, I have a couple more questions for you. I'd love to run by you. Yeah. Like one, um, what's something you're working on either as Darren or as like you know the CEO founder of your company um, that you're excited about in 2022 in regards to like taking the business forward? Yeah, so I mean, kind of what I was sharing by really picking the industries. Um, I haven't even told my team yet, so they'll hear it soon. <laughs> but yeah, we're really going to just rebrand our entire website and just spend some time on that. So I'm excited about that. Um, I know my team is probably going to be scared because I'm like the biggest pain in the ass client that we have because <laughs> I nitpick everything. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's the part that's really exciting for me. And then just really looking at a lot of professional development opportunities for the team as well too. So it's, it's one of those things like I've been in it for a while now and you know, anybody that's going into this business, you start with a passion, you get really excited and then you start to get a little bit more hands off as you grow. So like now I don't really design or code anything anymore. Um, but I definitely go and critique and coach and talk through things. Um, so that's where my shift is. So really building up everybody else with the team is what I get excited about now. Man, I love it. You are just echoing everything I believe in my, my process. <laughs> um, you know, my job now is to set my team up for success and, you know, to, I'm, I'm obsessing about leadership and management and communication styles and all those things so that I'm not in the way, mm -hmm. you know, but you learn one thing and then what you learned is not what's going to get you to the next spot. And, you know, it's constantly right. trying to evolve. And I'm like, now my job is to is to serve and to create systems and like, you know, the ability to succeed. Um, but as I'm building those out, I've kind of found my passion again, like you're talking about where you kind of you're trying to learn to get out of the way, you know, and not micromanage and like, get, you know, empower mm -hmm. others. And then um, you need to get connect some of the areas like the reason you're the entrepreneur and the founder is because you have a skill set that says I can go into a new area and make it better or create something out of nothing. And not everyone has that, right? So it's like pulling yourself out and then pulling yourself back in when you're needed into a new area, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, because that's what you bring to the table. And um, I, I agree in that. Um, I feel like I've really found my focus in, in 2021, 2022, again, like where we're going as a company. And there's like, um, I get, I get really excited about that. Just like when I know exactly what we should be doing, what we should be focusing on, or like, at least I've said, that's where we're going to go and we're dialed in. Um, <laughs> There's an energy, you know, uh, the, it might, the team yeah. might be a little bit nervous too, but there's just an energy about, okay, like, um, you know, we're, we're working on us instead of just on, um, you know, clients and outwards facing stuff. So um, that's awesome. Okay. What, so we've talked about what you're focusing on and like kind of what you're excited about in 2022. Mm -hmm. um, and to anyone that's listening, like we're going to have all of his contact information in the show notes. We'll have you know, website, how to reach you, Darren. So anyone listening in can tune in and find you. But as before we sign off, like what's one thing you'd leave with any founders um, or potential founders in the future that are out there um, that are just thinking about doing something on their own and maybe don't have the resources to do it and are just like, you know, ready to take that leap? Like what's some advice or, um, you know, kind of some mindset you'd give around that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in my case, because I was able to do a lot of the work and that's, you know, what I said earlier that helped me get to where I am is I did pro bono work um, just to kind of build up experience, build up things that I could show and present. And that really helps me 
um, get out of the gate faster. Because had I not done that, I probably would have started and not survived and then just, you know, dove off. Um, so I think that's really important. And then just making sure you guys are ready for it because it's not going to be easy. Um, you know, every time you see like someone that has a business and you, you get kind of envious and everything, like it's, it's a lot of work, like just be ready for it. Um, and then hopefully you have a good support system. And if you don't, there's so many online groups and other things that you can join to really surround yourself with other peers that are like-minded. And I think that's going to be one of the most important things that can help them out. And I wish I would have had more of that when I first started. Um, so that's the part that I you know, didn't really start to do until these last five years or so. And that's what really helped me grow and do my own professional development. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really critical. No, I agree. And the, the last thing I'd add to that is just like practice, like just like you were talking about the pro bono work. Um, you know, I was, mm -hmm. I was pretty much doing the same thing on Upwork. It, I was getting paid, but for like pennies really for what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but I was learning and I was building a portfolio. And even though it wasn't like I'm getting paid $5,000 on this project, let's make it awesome. It was like, I'm getting paid 50 bucks on this project. Let's make it awesome. So I can go get the next one. You know, it was like, right. you know, taking losses on projects just to make them look amazing so that I could, I could use that for mm -hmm. the next one. Um, I think it's all about your perspective on that. Do you, do you deserve that? You know, that a website's thousand dollars, do you deserve that thousand or do you deserve the opportunity to create something great? Um, you know, make a little money on the side to, to it's like gratitude, you know, or it says perspective of right. gratitude for the project, the pro bono project, or like that you're getting to help a nonprofit versus I should be paid for this, you know? And I think that, um, when I really think of founders that are, have really done it from the bottom bootstrapped up, like that was really what most of them have in common is they were doing work um, for free or pro bono in exchange mm -hmm. for like practice and learning and, and getting hours. Like I just spoke on a, a cruise and I was talking about just like, there's a bunch of Amazon brand owners there. So I'm not selling them, but it was like <laughs> getting them to understand these different areas of their business that they avoid that they need to pay attention to. Yeah. Okay. So that was kind of the premise. And it was like, you know, it's going through this slide of, um, you know, I think mastery, like chess, you know, to be a chess master, like mastery of an intellectual skill is like, I think Malcolm Gladwell says like 10,000 hours. That's like, that's what makes an expert or a master. Um, <laughs> there's some exceptions to that around like, you know, certain things, but if you guys read about that, you'll see it's like 10,000 hours. And there's people that have like said something doesn't work like after like, 20 hours of doing something or 10 hours of doing something. And it's like, how can you say that that doesn't work or, you know, you're over it when you just, you haven't even spent a hundred hours on a thing, you know? So don't, don't cross these things right. off. Like you have to push through the hard stuff. And the people that are really trying to start with something, it's like, you know, I would just say, um, echoing Darren's statements is uh, do the work. Like you have to lean into the work, even if it's for free, like lean into the work, consider that your training wheels, consider that your college education, um, because your work will, will start to speak for itself. Even if you're like the quiet type, you know, there's going to be people that you, you do an amazing job for, and they're going to sing your praises. Um, and th even if you're like really timid, that is something that, that alone can get you, um, you know, can get you going. So I just like, yeah, yeah. I love that one, deep story. The networking too. Like True. the people that you're helping, even if it is doing it for free, they may know other people. So yeah, always just go into it, you know, 
with that full, you know, do a good job on the project, but also make sure you get to know that person too, because that's another reason why I, I was able to grow is because I developed really good relationships with a lot of the people that I helped in the early days. And that's how we built is all through referral. I love it. Well, you're an honest person. And I think people like working with honest people are specifically in the marketing area. Um, but from interns at UMKC to me getting, I was actually joined the mentorship program there in order to get practice speaking because I wanted to be able to speak on cruises <laughs> and things like that, you know, and I needed some practice. Um, but what started out as like volunteering to, to help at the school, you know, the e-scholars program turned into like some of my greatest employee opportunities turned into like client leads turned into like a platform for me to practice like some of my speaking topics. And like, you never know what just like volunteering some of your time to be around other, like, you know, the, these mentors, I was just trying to be part, I want to be around the mentors. I didn't have any, and there was 40 or 50 <laughs> mentors that are part of that program. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll like be a mentor in e-commerce, but I get to like pick all these guys and girls brains, you know, um, and be around people. And it just like, it was the smallest thing that seemed like, you know, not a big thing, but I was putting myself out there and, you know, it really opened the doors in so many ways. So great stuff, Darren, I could, I could talk to you all day. It seems, sounds like every time you share some of your story, it's like part of mine. I'm like, if it's one of those episodes yeah. where I'm just relating, like constantly, it's like, wow, like did this guy literally like have the same <laughs> Um, the same journey as me, but no, it's been awesome chatting with you. I have no doubt we're going to work together on a project soon. And to anyone listening, um, if, if you have, uh, something you'd like to talk to Darren about, we're going to have all of his contact information in the show notes, Darren Fox, it's been an honor getting to know you, um, and a little bit more about your story. Thanks again for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. No problem. All right, Hustlers, and shout out again to our sponsor, Fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. If you are looking for developers and having a hard time finding some for your project, Fullscale.io is a great place to start your search. Um, they'd be more than happy to help you or point you in the right direction. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs> Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button. Then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.